what's up welcome back to the podcast to combat the identity crisis with me tap the white side how you doing i hope you're doing well i hope you are ready to go on a journey with me because i am in a really good mood today um And I want to continue the conversation that we've sort of talked about the last couple of episodes, and that is who you are called to be. The first episode, we talked about my heart, the fact that I really desire for you to understand what your true identity is. What is said about you in the truth of the matter of identity? Because if you can fully understand who you are, take it in, believe it, own it, then there is nothing that you can't do. There is no attacks from anyone that will break you down because, as we talked about in the second episode, You have a choice. And when you fully understand your identity, you fully understand the choices that you have in front of you and what the potential outcome is. You understand how much power you have been given. So today, I want to further that conversation by diving into the fact that you are called. God has called you. One thing that is so cool to me is that if you didn't have a calling on your life, then you wouldn't exist. Isn't that like so cool? Like you exist, you exist. And that means that you have a a calling. Like there is a reason, there is a purpose, there is meaning for you to be here. And it is specific for you. There are dreams, there are goals, there are aspirations, there are giftings that have been, have been given just to you to further your, your calling, your reason for being. And no one else can fulfill that calling. No one else can do something in the way that you can. And that's what's really cool. So like, yes, what God starts, he will finish. And if you decide that you aren't going to be a part of that plan, like you have the full right and will to choose to not follow your calling, to not do what God is prompting you to do, what his spirit is prompting you to do. You have the ability to choose that. And, and it might be sent to somebody else to finish out. But it would not be done through that person in the way that it would be done through you. And that's super cool to me. It's super interesting that we are so connected and individual. You know, in our Western mindset everything is segmented literally everything like my husband 
is half Native American and he is really starting to get into farming and gardening and looking at it in the way that his ancestors did it and it's interesting that when the European settlers came over they kind of <laughs> disrupted the way that the Native Americans were already farming. They, The Native Americans would throw seeds together like they would throw the pumpkin and the corn and the lettuce and whatever it was, the tomatoes, the whatever seeds that they were using, they would just throw them all together. They wouldn't have, here's tomatoes, here's a row of carrots, here's a row of corn. Like they would throw them all together. And then what would happen is when these seeds grew, when the plants grew, they would use one another to grow better. So like the vine of something would uh, wrap around the stem of the corn or like the, the leaves of it would, of, of the corn stalk would give shade to whatever plant was like needing it on the ground and like the pumpkins or something. And <laughs> they would just work together. And then the Western, not Western, the, uh, the European settlers came in and they segmented everything. And, and that is kind of where the nutrient deficit came in to like the soils. That's why we have to like rotate where your crops are. But if we did it where everything works together, you wouldn't have to rotate where your crops are because it wouldn't be deficient in nutrients. Like it would all be good is it should be right and that's kind of the same for us humans like we in the western world we literally segment everything we don't see our body as a body we see it as arms legs fingers eyes like these each individual pieces that do make up the whole but we don't see how the the whole interacts with its with each part. You know, we don't see like the fact that take care of your teeth, you're gonna also be taking care of your heart. That doesn't make sense to us Westerners. Because the teeth what do the teeth have to do with the heart? They're connected. Your fingernails are even connected down to your heart. Like you you could rub a certain spot on your foot and it adjusts your sinuses or the migraine that you've been having or like whatever it is like everything is connected that makes me think of one of my favorite pre-socratic philosophers parmenides love the dude he is so cool um and my favorite reading is a little it's a really small little writing of his is about the one the one this one source this one element the matter that is within every single thing it makes up 
everything. It connects the trees to the orangutans. That makes sense, I guess. Or so we'll say like the trees to the whales that are out in the ocean. It connects you to the rocks that you walk on. Like it is within everything. And why I love that so much is because I see it as we are all created from the same creator. Every being, every substance, material, creature, everything is created through God, right? Through his spirit, through his words, his essence. Like everything has a bit of God within him, which we can see as fact through science. Um... We have, like, similar DNA to everything in some way. Like, some percentage of our DNA as humans is similar to that of the DNA to rocks or to monkeys or to whatever it is. We have a similar DNA. Like, there's a percentage of of it that matches and that's super cool to me because we're all connected and if we're all connected then we all come from the same creator so what does this have to do with you being called it has to do with the fact that You have a purpose. Everything in the world can work together if we choose that path. Right? Like I said in the last podcast, you have the ability to choose whether or not you want to go with what this God Spirit is prompting you to do, to do nothing. Or you can choose to do what Satan, the tempter, like the other spirits are calling you to do, are are putting in your way to choose. Whatever it is. Right? And so this calling, like everyone's purpose on life, or for life boils down to advancing the kingdom of God, bringing his name glory, showing who he is, being a vessel of his, letting his light, love, peace, patience, his spirit shine through us. That's what everyone's calling like boils down to. But There are giftings that are on your life that are a way for only you to be able to live out that calling. And you get to choose if you want to use those giftings to do your calling or to not do your calling. 
So an example would be a singer. You can either sing and use those giftings that have been given to you to advance God's kingdom. And that does not mean that you have to sing songs that are only about his goodness, his greatness, his word, like the Bible or whatever it is. Like you can sing songs about whatever, I'll say. I'll just put a placeholder there, like whatever. But your presence, are, are you saying like, oh yeah, look at me, look how great I am. Or are you boasting in God? Are you saying like, yes, I have the talent of a singer. I am good at singing because he has given me this ability, this talent. Because God has blessed me in this way. This is what I am called to do. This is how I interact with him. This is how my spirit aligns with his spirit. Is that what you're doing or are you being kind of a showboaty? Like, you know, like it's the way you present yourself in reference to your gift with, I think personally with anything, but, you know, specific to this example, singing, right? So your giftings don't just have to be artistic either. Like it's, There aren't just gifts of singing, dancing, writing, drawing, painting, you know, like these creative um, expressions. They're not the only giftings that are given to people. Some people have a gifting of speech. Some people have a gifting of encouragement some like you know someone in your life who when you are feeling down and out like you are in the dumps you know you can go to that person and they will give you 50 compliments 50 words of encouragement like they will go all out to make sure that you get out of those slumps of of whatever's like pulling you down like they will go in hard for you to encourage you that is a gifting that is a gift from god like and not only that like teaching to be able to take something a concept an idea reasoning like whatever it is and translate it into a way for somebody else to understand is a gift. I really, really, really hate that whole, like, those who teach can't do, or what is it? Those who do, oh, what is that saying? You know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. Those who can't teach, that's it. Because, like, I hate that so much because those who teach, like, you understand 
whatever it is you're teaching because you're teaching it. Like, you understand it way more than anyone who actually does it. You know, like, because you've had to have done it, and you've had to have done it, and then, like, fully understand it in a way to regurgitate the steps, the method, the ideas, or, like, whatever it is to somebody else in order for them to understand. So, teaching, that's a gifting that is given. I also, I also think, like, there are some people who have a gifting of understanding, of, of seeing something from a different point of view without ever having to live that way. Now, this is something that, like, I personally deal with. Like, I am able to see a situation from different points of view and it is a good thing because it allows me to understand other people's way of life. It allows me to understand that, like, not everybody is in the same place that I am at. Uh, But it can also... I also allow it, I should say, to kind of hold me back from doing things that I feel called to do, that I feel prompted to do, because I don't want people to perceive what I'm doing to be me not understanding their point of view, not understanding, like, that they don't live the same way that I live, live, so, or they don't believe the same thing that I believe, like, I totally, I'm always aware that not everybody believes in God, in Jesus, in the Holy Spirit, not everybody agrees with my perspective on how, topics, you know, like, my ideas on abortion, my ideas on the LGBTQ community in relation to Christianity, like, I get it, and I could go on and on about it, (laughs) um, but I definitely, like, I get it, and it holds me back, I let it hold me back, I should, again, I should say, but that is that is a gifting that's been given to me. It allows me to be empathetic to other people. It allows me to have like a full amount of compassion for them. And it allows me to see them. Like, let me tell you right now, I see you. I see you, your essence, your spirit, your soul, you. I see you. I really do. Um, so with, like, with, with these call, with this calling on our life, I'll just, I'll just keep going from my own perspective here. Cool with that. Um, 
you know, there are many ways in which I've been gifted to live out this calling. So one of them is speech. Like I'm one of those different types of people who really, really loves public speaking. Like it is kind of ridiculous. I, I think like when comparing it to how other people, majority of people feel about public speaking, like I get such a joyful high public speaking. And I, I especially love speaking and then the after, like the conversations that happen after I've spoken because I, in my like day-to-day life, I don't really talk all that much, but I'm reserved with my speech. I kind of feel like I know I try to discern when to talk and when to not talk. And a lot of the times, like, I'm not one for small talk. I'm not one to just talk about the weather. You know, like, I want to get deep down, nitty gritty, like, the, the, the meaningful conversations. I don't want to waste my time and energy talking about something that's not going to be memorable. That's not at the core of like who the person I'm talking to is or who I am or the the tie between us being God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Right? Like I want to talk about like deep things. So I love those conversations that happen after public speaking because they're deep. There's, there's a breakthrough that comes through and it's a two-way street. Like, it's so cool. I love public speaking. <laughs> um, I love really, really what everything, what every gifting that I personally have boils down to is I love a conversation. You know, I love meeting people. I love listening to people. I love having an opportunity to see someone for who they are, not who they make themselves out to be, not who they present themselves as, like, what they care about, what they're hungry for, what their desires are. Love seeing people. And I think, like, that's part of the calling. Like, God sees you. God made you. He wove you together. He put little bits of this and that and made you so that you can live out your calling and he gave you specific gifts a specific mixture of giftings that's unique to you 
and that's part of your identity. That's part of who you are. That is who you are. You are not just an empty shell that holds some some thoughts. Like you're not just a remake of like a the last you're not like a prototype you know like I'm thinking of how with robots you'll have like number one two and then it's like prototype 932 or whatever it is like you know like you're not just a number like you are a human like you are a specific being 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 <laughs> you can be a bean too if you want I guess um, <laughs> but like you are made you are called and it makes up you like your essence is in your calling and and your giftings like you know that's just it you're called most high God, the creator of the whole universe, said, I need you. I need you. He said, for me to be born on March 29th, 1994, he said, I need a Tabitha Catherine. I need her. Or... I need a Navarone Claude or Dakota Navarone. I need a fill in your name because he needed you. He wanted you. And when I say need, like it's not a need like that, that we have as humans, as finite creatures of like, you literally cannot survive without this. It's more of a desire need. You know, like he longed to have a make, a model like you. He longed for you. You are his beloved. You are called. So, reach out to me. Find me on Facebook at Tabitha Whiteside. Like my Facebook page. Keep up to date. Or for more day-to-day updating, I would suggest that you follow me on Instagram at Tabitha underscore Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening. You are great. You are wonderful. You are worthy. And I pray that the God in heaven will grant you peace, grace, and love.